0: is from the springs. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 29th of September 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. It seems that this was the week of strikes in Argentina with people demonstrating against different controversies, both political and environmental. First, the government awarded tenders to explore for oil in the country's waters to 13 companies, unleashing conflicts, mainly in the coastal city of Mar del Plata. People took to the streets to protest as they feared another oil-spilling incident may occur if the operations move forward. Explorations are expected to begin early next year and could carry on for the next 30 years. For the government, the prospect of new deposits presents a unique opportunity to solve two of the most pressing issues, the lack of dollars in the central bank and the supply of gas to the population. In other words, there's a choice to make between overcoming the economic uncertainty and preventing negative environmental impacts. It goes without saying that this isn't in line with Argentina's commitment to decarbonization. Speaking of oil, an explosion at a Patagonian oil refinery killed three workers on Thursday the 22nd. As a result, the private oil and gas union of Rio Negro, Neuquén, and La Pampa called for an immediate strike, claiming that there are constant safety concerns that are not being addressed. While this particular tragedy took place in Neuquén. The three provinces are home to several refineries and well versed in the risks that come with that. After the accident, the Nauken provincial government told the press that its energy, mining, and fossil fuel department had intervened while adding that the operative and safety regimes are monitored by the national government's energy secretariat. Another strike was that of port workers. After a five month trip, Argentina Navy's training vessel, ARA Libertad, was held off Buenos Aires for several hours due to a Union strike. It was not until the Labor Ministry issued a mandatory conciliation warrant that the Libertad and its crew of more than 300 could go back home. On the vessel's 50th training voyage, the Fragata Libertad traveled 22,000 nautical miles, and made some stops in Brazil, Mexico, Cuba, the United States, Ireland, France, Spain, and more. As we said at the beginning, this was the week of strikes. And the next one involved airport workers. On Tuesday the 27th, domestic and international travelers were delayed by strike action forcing the cancellation of certain flights. At the Jorge Newbery Airport, at least 12 flights to San Luis, Formosa, Jujuy, Rosario, Bahia Blanca, and Rio Grande were canceled. At Ezeiza, three flights to Bariloche and one to Rio Grande were also canceled, while flights to Sao Paulo and Puerto Seguro were delayed. Labor conflicts resulted in the closing of all three tire manufacturing plants nationwide. Bridgestone, for example, announced the temporary closure of its operations in Argentina as it continues to have negotiation with unions that are apparently going nowhere. Meanwhile, union leaders have camped at the doorsteps of the labor ministry to press for a solution to the insignificant salary increases that they received in the country's current inflation scenario. This endangers the automotive industry, particularly companies that produce pickup trucks, which rely on local supply, and may now need to stop production also. Tires may have to be imported now. And on that note, we have an update on door-to-door online purchases. The Afip Tax Bureau has lowered the cap from 3000 to 1000 US dollars in a bid to curb foreign currency expenditures. As per the new rules, shipments entering through the import regime by postal service providers may not exceed $1,000, including shipping. They must also weigh up to 50 kilos before personal use and up to three units of the same item may be purchased. While these purchases may drain the reserves of the central bank, foreign tourists have left 850 million U.S. dollars in Argentina during the recent winter recess. The local government said 4.5 million visitors had entered the country through all border crossings, and at least 2 million of them were leisure travelers. Tourist arrivals in the last two months reached around 70% of pre-pandemic numbers, so the industry has not fully recovered. As per this year's visitors, two-thirds came from neighboring countries. Brazilians, Uruguayans, and U.S. nationals were the ones who contributed the most foreign currency to Argentina's economy. Speaking of Uruguayans, authorities in the country's western border have expressed concern over how consumers are doing their shopping across the border, basically the parallel exchange rate between the Argentine peso and the U.S. dollar is rendering Uruguayan businesses unprofitable since prices are so much cheaper a few kilometers into Argentina. Currently, the Uruguayan government is considering offering residents of cities bordering Argentina special discounts or cashbacks through their national bank's app. What no one will be able to get in Argentina anymore is the nationally produced Sputnik V COVID-19 vaccine, the Argentine laboratory manufacturing Russia's vaccine announced last week that production will end. The deal, which had been signed in February 2021, was over after more than 9 million doses had been delivered. Now, the lab will be making other types of vaccines with other platforms, both for coronavirus and for other diseases, such as flu, HPV, and varicella. Regarding COVID-19, there are almost no restrictions left. Weekly infections are averaging 4,000, which is no longer seen as a threat. A more positive average is the country's economic activity, which seems to be growing despite the economic uncertainty. In July, economic activity grew by almost 6% year-on-year. Meanwhile, in the first seven months of 2022, it accumulated an increase of almost 6.5%. On Wednesday, the 28th, Economy Minister Sergio Massa presented the 2023 budget in Congress. The budget contemplates an overall spending of almost 30 trillion pesos, around $200 billion, while projecting an annual inflation rate of 60% at a 2% growth rate and an exchange rate of 218 pesos per dollar by the end of next year which represents a 62% increase on the current official exchange rate. Massa also indicated that export growth will be 7%, driven by the knowledge economy, mining, and agriculture, and that he expected to reduce the tax burden by 0.18%. According to him, this new budget boosts tax policy while increasing primary spending in real terms. We'll have to see whether the opposition agrees, but general attitudes are more positive than last year, when the government was left without a budget. Moving on, a few episodes ago, we mentioned that the national film Argentina 1985 had received a nine-minute ovation at the Venice Film Festival. Well, the film will finally hit theaters this Thursday, the 29th of September. What's more, Argentina's Academy of Cinemographic Arts and Sciences has chosen the film to represent the country at the 2023 Academy Awards in the Best International Film, Feature Film category. However, if you're planning on watching it, remember that it will not be available at some of the country's biggest movie theater chains. Cinemark Hoyts or Showcase, for example, won't be screening it. The reason being, that they failed to reach an agreement with Amazon on how long the film should be exclusively available in theaters before its release on the Amazon Prime platform. Instead, you'll have to look into other movie theater complexes such as Multiplex, Cinema Center, or Atlas. Before we go, remember that we have a long weekend coming up. Both the 7th and the 10th of October are bank holidays because the Day of Respect for Cultural Diversity will be celebrated. It has pretty much the same origin as Columbus Day in the U.S. Friday's bank holiday in particular was only introduced a couple of years ago as a way to incentivize tourism in an otherwise low season. And that's it for this week. Thanks to all of you who wrote in to join the conversation about community. For those who are interested, we have a newsletter in Substack that comes out less than once a month for the most part. If you want to join to hear about why we do these updates and other big-picture aspects of Rorschach, email us at podcast at We'll report and keep the conversation going there. Nos vemos la próxima semana.